0: Hey, and welcome to Basecamp. This is a podcast from all things, all people, and our ministry exists to explore the darkest places and worldviews to equip Christians, to engage them with the gospel. Most episodes of the Basecamp podcast include me answering or addressing a topic or a question, but from time to time, we want to feature people who you can learn from and people whose experiences might be different than yours, but whoever it is, if they're on this show, they're involved in going into the darkest places and reaching the people uh, furthest from God and today's guest is an amazing example of that it's former navy seal eddie penny you're going to hear me give his extensive intro here in a few minutes uh, but eddie is a former navy seal specifically served on seal team six before he joined the navy he was in the marine corps because you know one of the hardest branches of the u.s military is just not enough you got to have two and so eddie's an amazing guy um, but what makes him most amazing Is not just uh, his history of being a warfighter, being one of the manliest men on the face of the planet um, But honestly, it's his walk with Christ Which as you're going to hear is about as unlikely of a testimony as humanly possible Um, And uh, he and his wife now are are leading an amazing ministry called Unafraid uh, Which uh, is actually the same title of a book that he wrote um, And they're doing tremendous work And you are absolutely going to love hearing from Eddie But first I wanna invite you to go and sign up for the Exploration Society journal. Uh, This is the uh, newsletter community for the Exploration Society, which is the ATAP community devoted to bringing the gospel to the darkest and most difficult places. Uh, This twice monthly newsletter includes notes from me, uh, articles that, that I've written and other people have written, info on coming podcast guests, merch, Uh, And live events, uh, which we have one in October. And so I can't wait in the newsletter. I can't wait to tell you in the Society Journal in a couple of weeks uh, who's going to be the speaker at that live event in Four City, North Carolina. You're going to you're going to love it. Um, But those live events include the hopeful planting of Exploration Society chapters all over the country. And so hopefully. Uh, There might be one in your area in the next couple of years Maybe even you would be part of planting and leading that exploration society chapter filled with people Who are devoted to reaching the darkest most difficult places in your area the places that are furthest from god And so i'm excited go check that out go join that newsletter community and for the next two weeks uh, From the publishing of this podcast uh, anybody who signs up or has signed up for the Society Journal. Uh, In two weeks is gonna be entered into a drawing for uh, the complete package of our 2023 merch, which includes uh, an Exploration Society hat, which is moisture wicking, I'm wearing it right now. Uh, If I'm hiking, uh, if I'm golfing, or if I'm standing in like a new age or a cult coffee shop sharing the gospel with somebody and I'm sweating, uh, it's the perfect hat to wear. And it has the Exploration Society uh, logo and branding on there, Uh, along with that, Exploration Society mugs are available, uh, an Exploration Society sticker. All of that is available uh, anytime through making a one-time donation to All Things All People. But like I said, right now, if you sign up for the Society Journal, uh, you're automatically entered to win the entire merch package from ATAP Exploration Society. And so go, go check that out. The link for that's in the bio of this episode um but I, I the reason you came and 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 the reason why i'm excited for you to hear uh, isn't really much to do with me it's everything to do with our guest today Eddie Penny so let's go to him my guest on this episode spent 20 years in the US military first as a marine and later as a Navy SEAL assigned to the Naval Special Warfare Development Group, Dev Group, better known as SEAL Team 6. After watching the events of 9-11 unfold from BUDS, which is the basic SEAL training course, he went on to two deployments with SEAL Team 2 before being selected for the Elite SEAL Team 6, where he went on five more deployments to Iraq, Afghanistan, and Africa. Fighting alongside some of the greatest warriors history has ever known, Eddie served as a breacher, Often the first person at the front of the line whose responsibility it is to pick a lock or blow up a door to get into a target. After many experiences of seeing God work in his life and chalking it up to coincidence every time, he had his life changed while attending a simple men's retreat where he spoke to God for the first time. His life was further changed when he met his now wife, Amanda. Uh, And he is now the CEO of Contingent Group, a company he founded and leader of Unafraid, where he hosts the Unafraid podcast and is the author of Unafraid, Staring Down Terror as a Navy SEAL and Single Dad. All of that and more to help people find their unafraid mindset. He's a Marine, a SEAL, a husband, a father, but most importantly, a devoted follower of Christ. Uh, It's my honor to have uh, Eddie Penny on the show. Eddie. Eddie. Uh, thank you for making uh, time for this. This is incredible.
1: Thanks for having me on. That was quite an introduction. I appreciate the kind words. Thank you.
0: Uh, Yeah. Well, and they're easy to say uh, for somebody who's, who's, who's have, you know, quite the resume like you, Um, you know, I want to say too, for listeners, obviously this is going to come out a few weeks after. Uh, It's not lost on me. Uh, You know, Eddie you and I are getting to have this conversation on Memorial day here in the Mm -hmm. United States of all days. Um, and, uh, I know that you wouldn't want me to thank you, um, but so much of your story and people can listen to multiple iterations of your story on other podcasts that I'll I'll reference throughout this conversation, but a a huge part of your story is, is grief and loss and watching so many brothers that you served with, um, uh, tragically lose their life, uh, as, as seals. And, and, and so I just want, I do want to thank you for making time today. It would have been easy to just say, Hey, let's not, let's not do this today. But, uh, but yeah, so, um. You know, I, I told you pre-show um, that the way that I discovered Eddie Penny, um, my friends and I, we we listened to you know all the things that I think a lot of American men are, are fascinated with, the Jocko Willinks, the the motivational stuff. But we're all believers, uh, and and so we'd always kind of been bummed that none of those guys are speaking from at least as far as we can tell uh, from a Christian mindset, like hey you know, yeah, it's important to wake up early in the morning, but uh, there's things more important than that. There's, there's, there's things more important than just working hard. And my buddy, Steven, we were in the car, we were actually going to do some crazy ATAP stuff. And um, he said, dude, you got to listen to the Sean Ryan show. And I've been a Sean Ryan fan for a while. And he said, dude, there's this guy, Eddie Penny on there. And he started telling me your story. um, And what he told me about you which is what kind of perked my ears, made me go listen to you is that my buddy, Steven and my other friend, Jr. they said that you talked to non-Christians like you're talking to a Christian um, and that you don't apologize, explain your faith. And, and what he meant by that was like, sometimes Christians, when we're talking about our faith, we we're like, yeah. And, and I believe the Bible, but here's why I believe the Bible. And uh, I know it kind of sounds crazy, but like they said that when you were talking to Sean um, that you just like man, you just said it. You just said what you believe. You said what, you know, and, and the the first thing there's like 10 minutes in Sean, who you'd served with a long time ago on seal team Two, I think, um, said, dude, you don't cuss as much anymore. And, and you said, uh, you know, basically you chalked it up to like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just trying to live my life glorifying Christ. And in that moment, like Sean was like, Whoa, you know, and you know, I've, I've, I listened to that episode. I, I was blown away. I think it's evidenced the impact of that. Now people who follow Sean on, on social media know that he's at least curious about Christianity. Now it seems like he's exploring it, which is amazing. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. So beautiful. And he's, he, and he's credited you largely with that. Um, but I, I listened to that episode. I was blown away. Eddie, I've spoken to scholars. I've spoken to pastors, writers, theologians, you share and explain your faith in a way that I've, I've never heard anybody do. Um, so, before we talk about anything else, when you are in those situations, whether it's a podcast interview or talking to another, you know, brother who you served with, when you're talking about your faith with people who don't share it, what is it that's going through your mind that enables you to talk in a way that blows away, you know, people who've been Christians their entire life who are still struggling to not apologize, explain their faith to people?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. I, I guess you you saying those, I never really realized or I guess thought of. I guess I explained my faith in a a specific way i just talk about it like based off of the experience that i've had he yeah he saved my life Mm. i mean what do you what would you do if you're about to walk out in the middle of the street and all of a sudden someone just pulls you by the collar back so you don't get hit by you know a truck that's going by what would you how would you look at those people that person that just pulled you back you would be you would do anything in the world for them you'd be like what can i do for you and i i believe um i I don't even believe i know that that's what the lord did and he does it in such a unique way um and you know it's like why'd you let me go through this we always we always ask why 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 Mm -hmm. And, and to be quite honest with you we don't need to know all the whys and another reason for those whys that i've learned is just like you know my seal training is i had to go through certain things to level up, to get stronger, to go through the trials, as it talks about in James 1. And when you realize that and he shows you, like kind of reveals what your past is, it's like, oh, my gosh, I have been just blinded. Uh, And, of course, that comes in from the world, the flesh, and the enemy. Um, But once you see that, it's like I remember – and I still do it. I'm like, I'm so sorry that I didn't see this. But but he knows. It's not like he's, oh, well, thanks for – like he knows – and just seeing the beautiful it's just like hey i wonder i want to if i found something like the most nutritious food this will never make you bloat it's going to give you all the energy it's healthy for you i would want to share it with the world i'd want them to feel exactly how i feel and that's that's how i look at christ It's like this is it all the trauma the ptsd the tbis the the losses that i've suffered um, anything man-made, um, it could have been, a, it definitely was a Band-Aid. Alcohol was a Band-Aid. Mm-hmm. Women were a Band-Aid. Pills were a Band-Aid. Anything and everything to keep my mind off of sitting in my crap in the moment was just a Band-Aid. With him, he's in that crap with me. He's like, let's go. You got this. It's time for you to go to boy to man. And I finally learned that. It's like, wait a second. This, what, a, what, what? Why, why, why am I going through this? Is like, hey, what are you trying to show me? What is the lesson in this? And then he just, he just starts putting that armor on you, and we just start walking in that warrior faith, and it is, and it is the most beautiful thing. I heard something so profound this past weekend, which I've heard it before, but it really stuck out. Is the Lord is all about making your mess the message. Is the stuff that we have gone through that we've endured, that we're like, we can never be used. I'm disqualified. That is the biggest lie from the depths of hell ever. That is not true. Every one of us is unique in a special way. And if you, ha- and if you think otherwise, I just want you to know right now, you're believing the lies of the enemy. And that's just not who we're called yeah. to be. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I'll tell you, man, and, you know, sometimes the Lord works in funny ways that I'd like to think that, you know, you know, this about yourself, but you, you just, you you know, you're, you're going after it so hard that on the outside, looking in, like it is unfortunate that what you have in the way that you look at your faith is, is unfortunately really rare um, in at least our part of the world where the Christians are so comfortable, but we're also like, we're very worried about offending people. You know, we're very worried about our faith offending people And you know, for listeners, uh, understand that the Sean Ryan show isn't necessarily a Christian podcast, not yet, at least. Um, but, uh, but people need to go listen to that. And it's in my opinion, and I'm not just, you know, blowing smoke up your rear end. I'm just saying like, it's a good example of how to talk to a non-believer with an attitude that I think is missing from our part of the world and in kind of the church that you and I are running in, which is Hey, I want to be bold for my faith, but I don't want to make anybody feel bad, or I don't want to make anybody feel like I'm better than them. And it's like, you did a great job. And I've heard you do it multiple times now, um, of, of, yeah, like, Hey, I'm, I am going to offend some people like Jesus is offensive. Um, but it's a good offensive. It's, it's a good thing to be offended by. Um, and so with with that, I, you know, in listening to you talk and and not even just you like other, uh, guys who had served, especially like spec ops guys. Um, I, I hear, I've heard you say it and I've heard other guys say this idea of like, Hey, when I was home after a deployment, and this was a big struggle for you, at least at first, um, in, in, you know, working your way through marriages and, and being a father was that you really just wanted to get back over to with your brothers in deployment and, and, and fighting. Um, and obviously the, the part that that played in your story wasn't always positive, but, so much of what we do at ATAP is equipping people for a spiritual fight. And I know unafraid as well as the idea of like, Hey, there's a fight to to be fought. There's a war to be warred. Um, But it seems to me that, that believers don't often have that same appetite as you and your SOCOM brothers. And so as someone who was a war fighter before you were a believer, what was your reaction to coming into the faith and hearing about this cosmic battle between good and evil Mm -hmm. and seeing the lines drawn between the evil you had seen with your own eyes Mm -hmm. and things like spiritual warfare, but then seeing how, how Christians were responding to it and really maybe more were like, it was a lack thereof of responding to it. Was there some dissonance there of like, wait guys, um, I'm a warfighter. I can tell you we're not doing this right. Honestly, to be, to be
1: the first word that you, we, we, we just said was blind, blind, blind. That's all I just heard. And I mean, 2 Corinthians 4, 4 says the God of this world, which is Satan, has blinded the minds of unbelievers from seeing the glory of the gospel of Christ. And he has. I was in that category. Um, and, and that was really the one thing that intrigued me the most to the, this, to the, um, what we would call Christianity was yeah. the spiritual warfare piece. I didn't understand it for the longest time. I mean, I, I really understand it now and still learning more of it because there's a lot to, lot to the warfare, yeah. uh, which is just, ins- I mean, it's, it's pretty, uh, intense. Yeah. Um, But I guess my drive of the whole unafraid thing and just me being here to speak on Christ or to glorify Christ is the fact that so many so-called Christians or would call themselves Christians are walking around in a fog. They don't even know that there's a war going around them and they are just played. They are manipulated and they have no idea that's going on. And some choose not to, they take the plausible di- de- uh, deniability route, which uh, many of us, I, I know, I fall in that category as well. But that that is just not the way to go. You have got to stand up. You've got to fight, and it's not doesn't mean that you've got to, um, you know, sacrifice your. Well, see, that's not true. You do need to sacrifice your life. But the thing is that the Lord is with you in in these times of trials. We are not called to be afraid, but to fear not and walk walk with him. He's right there next to us. And then his authority, we can take out the, you know, this oppression that is over all of us. And I really understood that oppression is, you know, you come back and anytime I'd have a serious um, conversation with my spouse or dealing with children or somebody at work, I'm like, why am I all of a sudden I am going to, I want to punch. I want to scream. I want to yell. I want to turn and run. I can't stay in the moment. Now, not everything spiritual. We got emotional, we got mental, we got physical, we got spiritual, but spiritual component is so huge. And I realized that everything, especially with the VA was, you know, push this pill, push that pill, push this pill. And a lot of it is spiritual. Uh, I mean, when I say a lot, I mean a lot. And uh, it ticks me off because, hey, we're in this weird, we act like in this war and we act like nothing's going on. It's like, hey, Eddie, go on this battlefield here, take this bag of candy and go hand it out to people and they'll leave you alone. That's no, I need a weapon that takes them out. And, mm-hmm. and I believe the church, and when I say the church that it, we are the church, right? The people, yeah. the church and majority are not doing that. The, the physical church and the church that, you know, fills those physical places, mm-hmm are not doing it. It's all about your feelings. How do you feel today? I want to address, I want to give you that mindset, good feeling and send you back out for another week and I'll see you next week. And that is not true. We're not equipping. We need to equip the men and the women and our children to go fight this oppression. And until that Mm -hmm. happens, we will continue. And I believe we are going to continue down this Mm -hmm. destruction route that we see, you know, so prevalent in our country.
0: Yeah. And I've heard you say like, that a lot of it that what you see is good is good people keeping their mouths shut. Um, But I, you know, it doesn't work.
1: It doesn't doesn't work. work. And
0: it, it, and it's kind of the old saying of, you know, all it takes for evil to triumph is good for, for good men to say nothing. But you know, what's interesting to me is that people who aren't Christian, like the least Christian people, like we've mentioned, you know, um, like some of the shows that you've been on and some of the people, you know, it's, it's crazy to me that evangelical Christians are, are finding more allies in the non-Christian world because even people like Sean, you know, up until he had that conversation with you, his his show's blown up now because he's featuring people who are really saying a lot of the same stuff as we are, but they're not attributing it to spiritual, they're just saying, "Hey, like, you know, the Western world, the United States is falling apart because evil is triumphing." Like so as a Christian now and you're in so many spheres where you know, you're around non-Christians so, so much, I think, especially the guys you used to serve with and those types of circles, like, you know, what are you communicating to people as, as people who are not Christian, who don't have, you know, the Bible as their, you know, their authority Mm -hmm. uh, in their life, who they're going, Hey, Eddie, actually, I do agree with you. It seems like the world is falling apart. It seems like there is such a thing as evil. How are you approaching those, those conversations with people now?
1: Well, I mean, the proof is what you, for unbelievers, they need to see it. Right? They yeah. need to see it. Okay. I give you Exhibit America.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's what it looks like. Yeah. When you take God out of schools, when you take God out of hospitals, when you take God out of certain things, this is what you get. This is this will only get worse until God gets put back in. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. so it's it's kind of it's kinda easy. It's like, hey guys, do you see what's going on? Yeah,
0: it's getting easier.
1: You know why? <laughs> <Yeah>. What's the <laughs> one yeah. thing that's missing? Mm-hmm. Okay, and that and that's you know, it's not it's not the money it's not gadgets it's not whatever or any kind of perversion that's all there but we're taking out god it's so it's obvious this is what you get and um it's kind of funny you said that about you know non-christians or Mm non-believers is i remember when you know we go. i used to do a lot of private shooting and you'd Mm -hmm. always want to get the person that never shot because you get you get to instill the correct way to all the fundamentals of uh, firearms it's a lot, it's much easier and uh, better than someone that, you know, went and shot with her uncle for decades. Right. And then yeah. they come, they're like, they have to re you have to retrain them, refigure it. And that's where I see um, we call non non-believers is like, yeah. like, Hey, Oh my gosh. So this makes so much sense. It makes so much sense because it's the truth. Yeah. I mean, just talk about the truth. Don't fabricate yeah. it. Don't try to bring some fluff to it. Just be like, Hey, Hey, I didn't make yeah. the rules. This is what we got. When I started doing this, this is it. The fruit, right? Our evidence. We're known by our fruits. Yeah. And, it, and it's very true. I mean, watch out for false prophets because there's tons of them. Yeah. Uh, But I mean, if, if you see someone's life, like how will they get healed? It wasn't psychedelics that did it for me. It wasn't going to the shaman in the Amazon. It was yeah. opening the Bible, calling on his name and him showing up. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I have really been missing some stuff. And now I'm like, man, Mm -hmm. I I really wish I had this, you know, decades ago, I I would have been so much stronger, so much healthier, my families would have not crumbled my I don't wouldn't have to go back and repair with my children, which I can now with the Lord, but I would never be in that situation. We don't we don't Mm -hmm. we I know one thing I did all the time is like, can't do this, can't do that law, you know, all that stuff. But Mm -hmm. the Lord is just trying to protect us, just like we want to protect our children. Mm-hmm. Don't touch that stove. Why? I don't want you to burn your hand. Look both ways before you cross the road. Why? Because I don't want a Mack truck to take you out. Yeah, that's the Lord, obviously on a bigger scale, but that's yeah. that's that's the Lord. He cares. I, I, yeah,
0: I, I think that man, like what you just shared, I, it's like I can see that imagery of the shooting range, and it's, I think that's a large part of like maybe what I see in you. Um, and, and I, you know, I, I became a Christian when I was a freshman in high school. So it's like not early, not late, you know what I mean? But I think part of the reason why I see something unique in you is you do like, of course we would all, we want our children to grow up in church. We want our children to grow up knowing the Lord from an early age, but there is a special blessing for people like you who, who lived life before they met Christ. And so it, it, it made sense. It wasn't like this kind of like business as usual type faith. It was like, oh no, this is actually. Oh man, this saved my life. You know, and you understand yes. that. Yeah. Um, I've heard you, I've heard you talk about this idea of warrior peace. Um, and I don't know if that's like a doctrine, you know, that you talk about all the time, but you've said it a couple of times and the things that I listen to and getting ready to have the opportunity to talk to you. And I'm fascinated by that. Um, what do you mean when you say warrior peace? And is there something you think Christ followers specifically can learn from it? Absolutely. and that whole thing came up.
1: I remember I remember what 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 kept me away from Jesus was that I, I viewed him as a a guy wearing robes sitting under a nice tree in shade petting a lamb. Yeah I was like, there's nothing in me that wants to follow that. Yeah, that was not a man and and Jesus didn't paint that picture, the church man painted that picture in, and, in, and, and, and Jesus is love. He is mm-hmm. compassion. And that is first and foremost. That is, that is, I think we would all agree we would love to be in peace and loving and not have any strife with anyone more than conflict. I think we could probably mm-hmm. all agree on that maybe besides some demonic oppressed people. Um, sure. But, but there's another side of that. Jesus is not a pushover. He's mm-hmm. a, he's fierce and he is a warrior. Mm-hmm. I mean, he says, I've I've come to turn people like mother against daughter, son against father. Like that, that that stuff. Like that is, I mean, and that's what why we have what we have. But he he's he stands in the gap and he's like, I got this. Whatever it is, I have it. And I and I saw that being missed yeah. in um in the whole Christian faith. I'm like. Why we keep, why do we keep talking about like the hugging it out, the loving, turn your cheek, the mercy, the mm-hmm. grace, all of right. which are important, and yeah. we should that should be the pinnacle. I, I, yeah. But we're missing we're missing a big part of the intelligence here. It's like Eddie, I need you to go take down this compound. <laughs> it's got fifteen foot walls, and they don't tell me anything about what's inside. I, I get there, and all of a sudden, there's a hundred fighters. I need that intel. I need to know about spiritual Mm -hmm. darkness. I need to know that there's an enemy. What can they do? What does it look like? And how can the Lord use it in the authority of the Lord? How do I take that out? That gives me the warrior. Instead of like getting an argument with my wife and going turn into the internet, I stand in the storm with Christ and I face it because I know if I go do some things now. I just opened a door. People think like, oh, you just did that. No, what they don't understand is you open a door for darkness to come in and torment you and your family. No one talks about the spiritual darkness. They don't talk about the things called demons, which are still real, evil spirits, unclean spirits, same thing. They they don't talk about that. Mm -hmm. And they wonder, why can I not stop going to the internet? Why do I keep cheating on my wife? Why can I not put this bottle down? why 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 they're searching for all this healing and they don't realize they got demonic activity on them they can get rid of that in the name of jesus by getting to the root of the problem which the holy spirit will show you Mm -hmm. and that that is a beautiful thing is like that is a warrior Mm -hmm. that like he is he is the greatest mentor leader ever 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 Mm ever ever there's no one even coming close
0: to him yeah yeah with a capital H, <laughs> yeah. I, I I tell people it's like the one of the highest Christian ideals, and you mentioned them right—mercy and turn the other cheek. But the one I tell people all the time is, you know, hey, you know, Christ says love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you. But to be able to do that, you do have to understand you have enemies. Yes, um, you do have to understand that we are facing an opposition, and it's it is interesting how. And I understand why it's gotten this way, but it is interesting. And people might even listen to you and me talk about this and be like, these guys, they're, they're wanting to turn it into something that's not. But it's in my opinion, it's actually not that it's that the church in the West for like the last 20, 30, 40 years has focused so heavily on um great things, good things, but they haven't been focusing on the whole message, which is. We are, we are able to turn our cheek and extend mercy and love our neighbor because we know what the truth of reality is and no one else does. And, and so it's, it's, it's interesting, like hearing so much of your experience about spiritual battle, be informed by a life of physical battle. You know and um and then to just the the personal experiences you've had i i am fascinated i love listening to guys like you talk to each other because i'm not one um i wish I, me and my friends we wish we had been but we learn from you guys and i love when i listen to team guys talk to each other and they talk about deployments and one of the first questions they ask each other is what was your op tempo like and uh, i think that's operations tempo i, I mm-hmm. imagine mm-hmm. and so for listeners it's like basically How often were you going out on direct actions? How often were you going out? And, and it's almost like funny to me because sometimes I hear it and it's almost maybe a way of like team guys and, and, and spec ops guys to compare, like how much were you actually doing? Things like that. But, um, but it's an important question. It seems because it talks about how often were you going out? How often were you going out and getting into it? And I actually think that that's a principle that Christians can learn from because, um, I, I, we shouldn't be sitting around and waiting as Christians for opportunities to share our faith, uh, for opportunities to have hard discussions. Um, I think we should be going out and looking for it almost like how you guys looked at direct actions, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> or at least moving towards it when we see it show up in front of us is with, if it's with our children, if it's with our spouse, if it's somebody at work, if it's somebody at church, if it's the, the gas station clerk, like the reason why ATAP, we our battle cries into the dark is it's like, Hey, when you see it, you need to be the one to go and almost treat it like how you guys talk about direct actions. So as you continually speak to more believers with, with your unafraid platform, I know that this year you started speaking at churches and things like that. And if there's a pastor listening, bring in Eddie Penny. Which is, which is
1: so weird. I'm like, we were going to our first church. I looked at my wife. I'm like, we are going into a church to talk about the Lord. This is, very, very deep
0: and totally unexpected. (laughs) I'm like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, and (laughs) and I think it's, it's people like you, um, you have a message that Christians need to hear. I, I, and I, and I'll, I'll say that until I'm blue in the face, but so, so, you know, as you continue to get those more opportunities what are the, and I don't want to make this about Eddie Penny, the Navy SEAL, because you actually have so much more to offer than just your military. Yeah, that service, is, that,
1: that is so funny as yeah. I, that was my identity forever. Yeah. Now I look back, I'm like, okay, that was an awesome job. And yeah. I'm going to take what I've learned in the flesh and the war yeah. and re- literally yeah. move it over to spirit war. Cause I, th- this war yeah. is way harder. It's, it's way harder. This one well, will take and, you out of the means, uh, man.
0: Yeah. And it's almost like I see us all sitting at a table and we all bring something to the table, you know, Body of me, Christ. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you know, for me, it's like, I, it's like, I want to get a, a table full of men who understand what we're talking about. And it's like, you know, it's almost like there are some of us who bring kind of like what an intelligence officer would bring, Hey, this is what the enemy's doing. This is this and this, and then you have the warfighters. you have the guys that are like, you know, just, there's something about them, you know, that, that it's just like they can't be stopped. And uh, and so, yeah, I, I don't wanna make it about, hey, Eddie was a seal and seals are better than not seals, but you do bring something interesting to the table. So what is it about your time in the teams that like when you get up in front of a church or you're just talking to people like this, that you're like, hey, if I could get Christians to, to hear this one thing that my buds instructor said, or this one thing that a team leader said, or this one thing that I learned when I was going out on, on DAs or something like that. What's like the one or two things that you're like, I really, really would love for the church to understand this.
1: The w- When I get up in front of people, first off, I have like, that is the one, that is one place where I become alive. It is like in, I mean, it is awesome. It yeah. is awesome. I, I always I tell in the book, like I, I there's a chapter called their kill addict. I couldn't stop killing. Mm-hmm. Like it yeah. was just the greatest feeling and then when I would talk about Christ and just see the joy come on people's faces, like they get out of their bondage, that was the one thing that beat the destroying people. Was just yeah. sharing the word and people, the light bulb, the light bulb going off. And they see, oh my gosh, I don't have to be slave to this. I'm not, yeah. I'm not nutso or something. I'm being held down or oppressed. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, man, this is this is how we can get through it. Uh, but one thing that I see continuously, and and it breaks my heart, it really does, is I see, and it's it's more on the it's it's both men and women, but mm-hmm. you know, men are supposed to be the spiritual leader, men are supposed to rise, and the enemy is attacks men um hard. They attack women to get to the men I believe because if you take out the man you take out generations. You're taking out the children that are being I mean that's like look at fatherless homes. Uh I mean look at inner cities. That's that's a great example of them. Uh but it takes it out and and now you've got boys and girls being raised usually by their mothers and they don't have a male leader figure to to feed into them. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and then that opens the gateway for darkness to come in and give them a whole new identity. That could be from a homosexual spirit. That could be Mm -hmm. from something that's like, hey, you are this, or someone just gives them a bad word, and now they believe that they're a loser for the rest of their life. But I see on the faces just potential that is waiting to be unlocked and they don't understand it is there Mm -hmm. because the enemy is holding it back from them. It's just suppressing it. Do not let them know what they can do because if each individual sitting in those seats knew what they could do, their whole generations would would, would change their household would change their work would change the way they talk, the way they breathe, the way they, they, they communicate with others, the way they live. Would change. They would live. A lot of us are not living. I know for the longest time I was not living. I was held in bondage by either drinking, by pill popping, by women, by anything that would get me out of the reality of dealing with my feelings and emotions of what was going on because I was spiritually oppressed, and I didn't even understand what that spiritually oppressed—that there is literally spirits keeping you in. They give you thoughts. Because a lot of the thoughts that we have are not our thoughts. They'll give you the thoughts. Yeah, you are this. You are like for me, you are an Navy SEAL. That's who you are. You're and that that is not true. That was a job. I was. I am. Mm-hmm. I am son of God. That's not not the son, but a son of God. Yeah. That's yeah. who I am. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to act accordingly. I'm going to glorify my Father. Like that's what I'm going to do. And I and I asked the Lord for that. I'm like, hey, make make your your pet pa- or your purpose for me, my passion. I, I mm-hmm. pray that over and over. Like I'm I'm I don't know what to do here on this yeah. thing we call earth. Like, what do you want from me? Please give it to me and just make me love it. Make me just go get it. And um, and when I finally walked into that, it was the first time I really had peace. It was the first time I had a true mission. It was the first time I could see things clear. Before it was like conforming to the world. This seems like we do. I'll follow the cow in front of me and that's not how we're that's not what we're called to do and if yeah. you just look around that's exactly what's happening and it's sad and i and i, yeah. and, I and i I wish I could I, I went to I did a <laughs> did a talk in Arkansas not too long ago and I was like, if I could just split your heads open and scream in your brain so you could understand what I'm trying to tell you, it, it would <laughs> yeah. just, you would get it. And they were yeah. looking at me like, all right, maybe that wasn't the best way to say it. I was like, just like, <laughs> guys, yeah. like we're missing yeah. it. We are blinded. Mm-hmm. The enemy is mm-hmm. that good. There is an enemy. And if you go through a certain thing called confession, repentance, and forgiveness, those things break off. Yeah. And then now yeah. I just say those words like, ah, oh, religion, religion. And that's the yeah. enemy giving yeah. you those thoughts.
0: Yeah. He's good. He is good. They are to be yeah, respected. Yeah. Well, he's been doing it for thousands upon thousands of years. Yes, sir. Know? I mean, and and so it, it, I think to a listener um, it, who's hearing you and they've heard you allude to your past, Um, I'll, I'll start off by saying uh, go listen to I, I think it's I mean, the episode's like four hours long. So it's an investment. But that, that the interview you did with Sean uh, episode 43, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Go for listeners who want the entire thing. They, they need to go listen to it. I'm not going to make you repeat it. I think you repeat it all the time, but it's a tremendous story, but somebody who's listening, they go, good Lord, how did this guy get to this point? He's referenced, you know, all these things that he struggled with. You have this uh, insane lifelong story of interacting with the Lord. And, and, and you, you know, when you tell it, I've heard you tell it a couple different times and you always say, Oh, and then this happened, but I just chalked it up to coincidence. Yeah. Um, A lot of those, you know, know, we all do that, but it, (laughs) but it started, it started with something that, but was by no means a coincidence. And it's this uh, amazing story of you being in bed as a child and just seeing you actually, you say, I saw Jesus in my bedroom. Yeah. Right in front of me.
1: Yeah. I actually went and got, I went to, uh, I get discipled by a gentleman, Dr. Ed Lamance, that's, he goes through, yeah. he, you know, he's not a psychiatrist or anything, but he gets the unclean spirits off of you. He pulls them out of you by going mm-hmm. to the root by our agreements, certain strongholds, things we've done, thing, places we've been, he'll, he walks like his sessions are like eight hours. They're not like an hour. They're, they're like, they're intense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where there is oftentimes physical manifestations of them, you know, being, yeah. you know, being delivered, right? Yeah. And uh, I, I, t- I told him that story. He goes, Yes, that was a false Jesus. And I go, right. Really? He goes, Yeah. He's like, They'll do that. He's like, Especially around seven years old, they'll do that. And he's like, They, they worked. It was to keep you away from the church. Because hmm. if, you, if you look at anytime, like usually when, you know, when Jesus appears or an angel appears, his first thing they say is, Fear not, do not be afraid. Yeah. And then they yeah. go into their message. That's someone just stared stared and stared. And I was scared. I was so scared for the longest time enough to keep me out of church for decades. Yeah. Enough to where I would sleep yeah. under the covers until I was a sophomore in high school. Yeah. That's embarrassing to say, but it's the truth. <laughs> well, it's understandable. Is what it is.
0: You, 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 you share that story and, and yeah, I mean, as a result you talk about even on into late adulthood, you know, up until maybe what a decade ago or so I, at what age did you come to Christ? <clears throat> I think I, I was 32, I believe. Okay. Uh, yeah, so a little over 10 years okay. ago. Okay. So yeah, up until just then, you know, you were you, you actually described in telling your story, like I was afraid of Jesus, like I was afraid of him and the darkness that I felt in the room after he he left. Um, and uh, and you know, now yeah, coming to realize that maybe there was some falsehoods to that. Yeah, but it's so not the, it's
1: not Jesus. You said the word. Yeah. It was the darkness. Yeah. That's right, who it exactly, was. And they were exactly. They, they took. They were. And that. That is my, a lot of my fuel too is like, dude, because if they're doing it to me, they're doing it to other brothers and sisters on this earth.
0: And that's what, that's, I want people to hear everything you say, but when I was listening and researching and everything, reading everything you have out there, and it was just like, I was listening to you talk about being on, I think it was, I I don't know if you were on team six or team two at this point, but you, you had a friend named Adam who you said made you Christ curious with his faith. Mm-hmm. Um and you and and you use that term all the time, which I'm going to start using. I'm going to credit you every time I do. But it, it's all make it yours, <laughs> my friend. Well, true, sure, <laughs> no, no. It's Christ curious, like what is that? Exactly. What, what, what are you saying? <laughs> but it's it's perfect because it's like he made me Christ curious, and I and, and and you know what what was it about Adam specifically there as you began your SEAL career that made somebody who was kind of like, dude, I'm afraid of Jesus, and I'm not. I slept under the covers, but but like this this guy that you served with, he made you kind of like perk up and go well, tell me more about that what was it yeah, about Adam? It,
1: it was adam and there was a couple other guys they all went to church together and i remember just them going to church together on sunday i was like dude that's like our day off and you're going to church and i don't yeah. understand i didn't understand church i didn't mm. i didn't I didn't get it all i didn't have the information i didn't have the intel yeah uh but there was just there was just like little differences about them um and i, I couldn't even tell you what they, they just yeah there was just difference. And I think mm-hmm. it was the Lord be like, do you see? Like, and and they, there was just differences in that culture, which that culture does not breed Christianity. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. I mean, you're surrounded by death, murder, um, blood, guts, sweat, and tears. It's just not a, you know, mm-hmm. stuff the emotions don't feel, carry on mission. Uh, you know, there isn't the the cross isn't a focal point. Could it be? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Would they be better? Absolutely. Um, but I didn't. You know, I was I was so like I said to Corinthians four four, I was yeah. blinded. I mean, I had the mm-hmm. scales on my eyes, and I didn't and I didn't care. I was I was so focused on the devil used the the dangling the carrot in front of my face, of alcohol and women. Yeah. I mean, that kept me away from any anything and everything, and and going mm-hmm. over and shooting bad guys. Man, I was yeah. like, dude, this is this is rock star status. This is awesome. <laughs> Little did I right. know what I was truly missing on. Mm-hmm. I, I was missing on living. I was not living. I was dying. Now I'm living.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, but
1: I, I just I, 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 I they're they're just, they're just different. They just there was just yeah. something about
0: them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and it's actually perfect that you can't explain it because now you know that it was intangible. Like, yeah, they they talk different than the other guys and and all that, but it was like man, when you, when you're, when you're, when you're an unbeliever and you come across a believer, if they're living right, it should be kind of like, that's why I like Christ curious. Cause it's not like a, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm drinking whatever Kool-Aid that guy has. It's just mm-hmm. more like, what, what is it? What, why is this guy weird? But it's, a, it's by their actions. Like. It's, it's yeah.
1: like, that's yeah. a, a lot of, a lot of church and Christianity, the majority, they do this
0: Mm-hmm. They don't yeah. do
1: a lot of walking. They do not yeah. do it. They, they talk, and James yeah. talks about it. Be a be a, ta- a walker, not a yeah. talker. Be a doer.
0: Yeah, we, yeah. In my church, we say, don't just talk about it. Be about it. Be you about know? it. Exactly. And yeah. that doesn't mean we don't yeah. go through trials.
1: Yeah. It, it, yeah. Again, back in James' is find joy in the trials because we're about to yeah. level up. You're being tested. Yeah. yeah. And, and pass that test. <laughs> yeah. Because there's blessings uh, on the other side.
0: Yeah. So, so you, you find yourself in, in the Marines – you make your way to the Navy, um, find yourself on team two, you know, uh, go through green team and then team six and this amazing story. But the undercurrent behind, behind all that is that your life isn't just killing bad guys. You have to go home and you're struggling with pills, alcohol, um, the relationships you're in marriages and man, you have these kids. And now, I mean, just just so people are listening, and they don't think that the story ends poorly. I mean, such a beautiful family now. Um, Amanda seems to be like an anchor for you. It's incredible, but you you go through this whole thing. But there, towards right in the, about ten years ago, you begin to butt up against church because of some of the relationships you're in, and you find yourself. um, at a Wild at Heart retreat, a John Eldridge retreat, Mm -hmm. which anybody who grew up in evangelical Christianity knows of John Eldridge, or at least, you know, of Wild at Heart. And it kind of changed the way men experience Christianity in a big way. Some people are probably critical of it, but it's done a ton of good, uh, for, for Christian men to realize like, Hey, there's something more than I, I realized, but I, I was blown away by something you said about being invited to church. And I think at the time it was a girlfriend who was inviting you to church. And and, and you said, I knew the things that I would hear at church that would strike me like a lightning bolt, and I didn't want to hear it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when you were at the retreat, just having this experience, right? But I mean, you're just really being confronted by God in this loving and gentle way. You said that the first time you spoke to God, not out of fear, not when bullets were flying over your head, but the first time you spoke to God, in peacetime, we will say, is you said you know my past and you know how you scare me. Um, which it, it, I listened to that and I paused everything I was listening to and I was just like, oh okay, this is people. People don't know. People need to hear this. But in it, you know you you now because of the military and now speaking to various backgrounds and experiences, you're coming up against people I'm sure who are Christ curious like you were when you were talking to Adam. Mm -hmm. Um, they have serious spiritual questions, but for similar reasons to you, whether fear or anger, they just refuse to interact with God in the church. So what, what do we need to be saying to these people? What do we need to be saying to these Eddie pennies of, of 11, 12 years ago who are like, Hey, if you have an answer for me, I'm listening, but I'm pissed off. I'm, I'm afraid you don't understand. Um, what, what, what should the church be saying to these people? And, and I
1: understand all that. Uh, like I was, I was scared in, and again, it's, we have an enemy,
0: mm-hmm.
1: the world, the flesh and the devil that is an enemy. It's not this walk through life and just like, let's go pick out some flowers and go eat some strawberries yeah. by the tree. That, unfortunately, yeah. that's not it. I would love that to happen. Mm. That will come. But it's not. It's not right now, and it's not today. Is we got to learn? We have to learn the big picture, God's purpose. We are in a battlefield, and you've got to treat it as such. That doesn't mean that we're going out and shooting dudes left and right. That's not what that means. But it does mean that spiritually we are attacked. And what do those attacks look like? The bondage you are in. For me, it was alcohol, pills, women. Like I've said a couple times on here, that that was my bondage, or just like couldn't talk about real stuff about people's feelings, emotions, getting down their level, empathizing with them. There was no, like, I, it was just like a block on me. And until I got rid of that stuff, I was like, Oh my gosh, I have been missing out. Uh, I think the big thing to answer the question is we need to speak truth. Mm -hmm. And I think we got to quit sugarcoating things. Mm. When I started speaking, um, I was like, I've, I've got to attack the spiritual darkness and I and I heard from the Lord like you you're, you're going to be talking about the warrior peace. That is what you'll be talking about. And I and and I heard it loud and clear. And 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 like that that was that was a little scary. It's like you're going to go talk about cuz I remember going to church and barely ever hearing about it. Like might talk about the armor of God in Ephesians 6. We might we might talk about a thing called an enemy. And then we're moving on back to like the like let's protect our marriage and yep. but the things that were they talk about protecting is if you don't know that someone's trying to rip your house apart and divide you <clears throat> you're going to fall you have got to know your enemy and how do how do we protect our house um so I would say, like I'm talking about spiritual darkness. I'm going to talk about like, hey, if we sin, we choose to not forgive our generations. Or if we go to certain places, do certain things, listen to certain stuff, watch certain things, that that is a gateway for spiritual darkness to come in and torment. And I remember from friends and some family members, like, hey, you can't you can't go out of the gates like that. You you can't just start like that for an unbeliever. And I was like. And all I remember was hearing, do you see where we are? It's because we have taken that exact stance. There needs to be a change. There needs to no more fluff, no more sugarcoat. coat. I'm, no one's lying. It's like, guys, here's what we got. Yeah. I didn't make the rules. Mm-hmm. This is what we have right now in front of you. Here's the ingredients. Now we got to make the cake. Let's go. Yeah. Like we, yeah. Th- that is it. And I remember hearing that. I'm like, this is the problem. I'm like, this is the problem. We don't want to talk about this, or they might say this. They're gonna say stuff no matter what I say. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. I know that. I understand that. I know some will look at me right in the face, like, good job, Eddie, and they have an arm behind their back and stabbing me with a mm-hmm. butcher knife in the back. I know that. And that's okay because I have the Lord. It doesn't like mm-hmm. that's not my that's not my fight to that's not my battle to fight. Mm-hmm. I have my battle or blessing, I guess you could say, is being obedient to the Lord. If He tells me to speak on something, that's what I'll speak on.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. I, I don't even need to understand it. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. But we need to speak truth. We have got to speak truth because what's happening is we are sending women and children and men out on a battlefield without being able to protect themselves. We are putting them on the battlefield without armor, without a weapon. And they're getting slaughtered. Look at the divorce rate. Look at the adultery. Look at the crime. Mm-hmm. Look at the homosexual crap that's going on through our country. Mm-hmm. Look at the gender identity. That's what happens when you don't speak truth. The enemy comes in and he steals and he destroys. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what he's doing. Until we speak truth, which is the word of God, we will continue to be to the slaughtered.
0: And I, I completely agree. And I think some of the fruit of your ministry already in, in a relatively short amount of time is that you, you, you've sat in front of me and we, ref, we, you know, a name that we've referenced quite a few times is your friend, Sean, who, uh, awesome dude. I, I hope I get the opportunity to talk to him and, 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 and consider him a, a brother in Christ because it sounds like, like the, the potency of what you're talking about is evidenced. I can't make enough of it is evidenced. In that conversation was last the end of last year, I think. We and, we talked in October, November, I believe. Okay, and now just you know seven months later, he's posting on social media about, "Hey, I'm reading the Bible. It's beautiful. And I think this, is the, it's beautiful. this is the the highest truth, and and all this stuff. And I'm sure he's still got a ton of questions, and mm-hmm. you know, but 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 ministries like yours, ministry like ATAP, I think are 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 all set out to say, hey, we have a vision specifically. I mean. I know you're trying to reach men and women. I'm trying to reach men and women, but I have a heart for men. And I know you have a heart for men who maybe have felt the way you felt, which is the church didn't have anything for me. Um, But then also too, what we see in guys like Sean is that I think more and more men specifically are waking up. Even if they're, even if they're unbelievers are waking up to the, to the reality that we're living in now, which is like, we've said a couple of times, Hey, I don't have to be a Christian to see that evil is real. I don't have to be a Christian to see that truth is under attack to the point where they're saying people are saying there is no such thing as truth. So what's the vision for unafraid? You know, what's the vision for what you and Amanda are doing and your team's doing um, that you want to see in 10, 20 years, I suppose. Uh, uh, And not just like I said, it's not just men. I know it's men and women. But but what is the vision behind unafraid of what you guys are doing down there? Um, and what do you want to see the Lord? What are you hoping the Lord does through it?
1: You know, when we first started it just like it started out as a t-shirt and then people are kind of reaching mm-hmm. out like, Hey, I'm struggling with this, struggling with this. Then we started like a Patreon page to try to fill guys. Now we're doing Bible studies yeah. every week. Whatever I say, my vision is, I know that the Lord has something way bigger planned. Mm-hmm. I know he does. I I, I I, know he does what that is. I don't know. I confidently Press in each day, listening to what he wants to happen. I ask, like, what, what I treat everything as an op. Like, hey, what's the op today? Like, what, what do we got? Um, And that's just the way we communicate. And um, Mm -hmm. I, I, I see growth. I see good quality growth. Um, I don't see quantity. I see quality growth. I see men and women being changed, families being changed. What that, what this, it's so weird to say ministry, what this ministry does, I I don't know. Uh, Mm. He does. I know he has a plan. I, I, I know he has a plan from many uh, prophetic sources outside of this. I, I know that for a fact, Um. We're just we're willing to do whatever he wants, whatever he says. If he says pack up and move here, and and I know he'll make that happen. If it's start this, take down that, that's what we'll do. It's just whatever he says, that's what we're doing. I, I yeah. um, but I, I see growth. There will be yeah. growth, good quality growth, where families are going to be changing, and just we're going to be saving souls. Hosses Rescue. That's what we're doing. Saving souls. Yeah.
0: Well, Eddie. <clears throat> You might not like to hear this, especially today of all days, but I, I do think you're a hero, but not because of your military service. I I, I think that you are a prophetic voice, um, joining the ranks of a lot of other prophetic voices in the church, saying something that a lot of men are not willing to say, but more men are going to be willing to say because you're saying it. And so um, I'm so appreciative. And, I, and like I said, me and my friends, were big fans, but we're really appreciative of that voice. Coming from a a guy like you, who we think can say something and speak to stuff that some men just can't speak to. And and by the grace of God, through a, a crazy, wild, wovenly intricate story that you have are now sitting here you know, championing that kind of holiness. And so I just want to say, I think you are making a lot of people, Christ curious. And I, and I, and I imagine that thinking back to the experiences you've had about guys like Adam and the guys that you served with, who did that for you. I think you're doing that on a scale that most people, uh, don't ever do it. And I don't say that once again, to make you feel good. I know that that's the last I I appreciate
1: your kind words, buddy. I I appreciate it. Thank you. Well,
0: well, um, for, for listeners, if you haven't already paused it and gone and checked out Unafraid, go listen to that episode of The Sean Ryan Show. And I'll link in the description to this episode uh, some other ways that people can find out more about you, follow you on Instagram, follow your wife on Instagram, uh, just all these cr- cool things that you guys are doing. We're going to link to all that in the show's description. People may need to make sure that they they follow you because I think you have a really exciting career ahead of you. And so, uh, Eddie, thanks so much for being on this episode. It, is, it was really cool to talk to you and, and hope we get to do something like this again.
1: Awesome. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.